So what's the big problem with wealth creation? How do people like us, who didn't inherit a boatload of money, who are investing and building wealth from our own blood, sweat and tears, how do we invest in a way that gives us remarkable results and become financially free before retirement age? I don't know about you, but I am sick of hearing from wealth gurus and experts who don't walk their own talk and prescribe strategies that are a one-size-fits-all approach. For self-made people like you and me, I'm here to tell you that you don't need to be superhuman or already wealthy to reach financial freedom earlier than 65. This is the Alternative Investing Podcast. Hey guys, I want to cut to the chase today and dive straight into this episode. The question that I'm addressing is, are you over the age of 45 and do you have a wealth gap, meaning a gap between where you thought you would be right now, where you wanted to be by now and where you actually are? Now, this is a tough fluff episode because I have definitely been accused of being a little bit softly, softly and a bit motherly and a bit indirect. So this is my episode of being super direct. If you are listening to this episode, if it resonates with you, I am imploring you to take action. I have had about half a dozen conversations over the last two or three weeks with people who are in a very similar situation to the case study I'm going to share with you. And what I recognize is that there is a, you know, a facade of wanting to show the world that you're okay. But when you pull back the facade, there is a recognition that there is a massive shortfall and that it is really going to hurt you at some point in the near future. The truth of the matter is, if you are over 45, if you are getting into your 50s and even in your mid 50s, your runway to take action to right your financial ship is getting very short. You don't have the luxury of time. You don't have the luxury of being able to sort out problems over a long period and recover. I want to tell you a specific story about a specific person whose name I've changed by the name of Frank. And I think Frank, all intensive purpose, represents so many people that I talked to that I thought it was worth sharing his story. So Frank, Frank has been working his ass off for over 30 years. He is a successful white collar professional, runs his own business, makes extraordinary money and has done for years. That's the incredible part. He had a bit of a messy partnership breakup about 12 years ago and it set him back a decade. It was it was traumatic. It was difficult, but he has recovered. He's created another great business, but he's been caught up with raising his children and just trying to keep his head above water. Bottom line, he's been doing all the right things. He's been a great dad, very dedicated, has really given his children the best of the best experiences. He's been a phenomenal husband and partner, has really allowed his family to follow their passions while he's shouldered the burden of just providing for it. He has been an amazing practitioner. He is really well loved by his clients. But yet right now he has had a recognition that he is seriously screwed. In fact, he's not really really wanted to look at it. He's hoped that it would just sort himself out. But after doing some basic maths, he's realized that he is way off where he needs to be. He's really worn out. He's tired. He's he's putting on this show of telling the world that he's okay, but he knows he can't keep up the intensity of working the crazy hours that he has. And right now, the income that he has, which is very healthy, very strong, is actually of little consolation because he doesn't actually know what to do with it. He's dabbled in some investments, but frankly, he hasn't had the headspace or the confidence to really be the CFO of his finances and wealth. He hasn't had the confidence to take charge 
change and make decisions which are in his own best interest. More recently, he's actually started to pull back the curtain. He's looked around, he's thought about the wealth that he has, and he's asking the question, is this it? Like, is this what life is about? And the truth of the matter is when you start asking yourself those types of questions and you are not financially sorted, the freedom to choose to pivot, to make changes is significantly diminished. You have no choice but to keep grinding to keep your maintenance of your your lifestyle up. So what I really want to do today is kind of unpack a little bit about how I see his options, because I think this is a really important thing. People don't even understand what their options are. They might go to a financial planner. The financial planner will, in my opinion, lay it out, a glorified savings plan, but it doesn't actually address the issues of what can I do to bridge the gap in a meaningful way so that I can maintain my lifestyle in retirement. If we think about Frank, Frank's situation is this. Most of his net worth is tied up in his home. He still has a mortgage. He has a bit of money in his retirement funds, but nowhere near enough to support the sort of lifestyle that he would like in retirement or even to maintain his current lifestyle. His sense right now is I've got no choice. I have to keep working. In fact, in his mind, the only way to fuel his retirement years or his, his, his older years is going to be to continue working in some form or another till he drops dead. As I said before, the kind of conversations that he's had with wealth advisors and financial planners say to him, look, just sock more into retirement, pay down your mortgage, just save more. And they are currently projecting his income in retirement as about 50% of what he's spending now. So as we've already said, a massive drop in lifestyle. So this is not what he thought he was going to have to tolerate after a successful 30 plus year career. He has a massive problem. It's not a small problem. It is a massive problem. He swept it under the carpet for a really long time, but he's realized he has what I'm calling a wealth gap. He doesn't have the resources to deliver the income that he dreamt he would have in retirement. He needs fresh ideas on how to solve this problem. And he's just not at a stage in life where he can afford to take big risks. He just doesn't want to. He doesn't want to chase crypto or invest in someone's startup. That's that's just not going to fly with him. He needs low risk, clear, simple investments that are going to deliver him the outcome that he wants. Let's, before we get into potential solutions, let's talk about his diagnosis. He is 50. His runway to to solving this problem is very, very short. He has abdicated his wealth building for too long. He either gave decision-making uh, responsibility to somebody else, or he decided he was going to get a better ROI, a better return on his investment, on his in time by just doubling down and focusing on his business. His business was his primary asset or his primary investment. And he has put blood, sweat and tears into this. He's hoping he can sell it, but he realizes that even if he sells it, it's not going to bridge the gap. So he's kind of in a position now where he acknowledges, I've never challenged the norm. I've never looked too deeply at what else I could do. He does qualify as high net worth, but as I've already said, it's primarily tied up in his house, which some of you may have heard me refer to as his big fat lazy panda. If he does not solve this problem now while he still has good earnings, he sees this, he knows it, he has no choice but to eat the cow, meaning sell down whatever assets he's got in order to fuel 
fuel his lifestyle. Let's talk about the four big solutions. There's obviously permutations and all the rest, but I want to kind of really take you through in broad terms what I see the four potential solutions as. First solution is you do nothing. He gets to the point where he can't run his business anymore. Maybe he sells his business, gets a big lump sum, puts some of it into retirement, maybe, I don't know, has the rest in cash, whatever, does whatever, puts it in managed funds. But he ends up burning through most of that and ending up in a state of dependency where retirement funds run out. He's living on as little as possible and he's just hoping that it gets him to at least some point in life. But the reality is based on his projections, the rate at which he is spending now, even if he were to make that two thirds, he isn't going to live. He's not going to have enough to live out the rest of his life. So that's kind of one option, do nothing. Um, The second option, which I am calling eat the cow, is he sells his house, he downsizes to fund a bit more of his retirement. And then again, he lives off as little as possible, reduces lifestyle, keeps things really simple. But again, he has a high, he can live more years under that scenario, but he realizes there's no legacy in that. There's nothing to leave behind to his kids. So again, not particularly an ideal solution and still leaves him with the problem of where am I going to live? The third option is kind of like a bit of a hybrid, which is he makes the decision to downsize in the near future, just to go one step down in terms of standard of housing. What that does is it frees up a bit of capital and puts him into a situation where he's mortgage free. He decides to invest the balance into some assets that deliver predictable cash flow, and he's going to let it compound for three to five years. He's also at the same time going to double down on generating as much surplus as he can, as much fuel as he can. So dividends, you know, reducing spendings, things like that to fuel those investments. And he has to, obviously, the downside of this particular strategy is he has to reconcile the emotional attachment that he might have to his current home. But essentially, if he takes this pathway, it's radical, but he will bridge that gap in somewhere around the the three to five year mark. The fourth option, which is probably more conservative, is him saying, no, I need to stay in the house that I'm in. So he has no choice, but he has to double down on generating and maximizing dividends for as long as he can. He's got to knuckle down and reduce his day-to-day spending, at least for a period of time, and invest as much as he can into assets that are going to deliver that dependable, strong cash flow. Now, he's not interested in taking on more debt or leveraging at this point in his career to access assets like commercial real estate or traditional property. So again, that narrows the focus of what could he invest in. But using, say, for example, a lot of the pooled uh, investment real estate deals that I do, he could be getting somewhere around the 8 to 12% mark net after all expenses all day long. So in the end, he will have a small fraction of his net worth in assets that are delivering cash flow, but going to more than cover most of the gap that he's facing right now. Because the truth of the matter is, and this is really important to understand, the gap isn't necessarily about you not being a certain net worth. And that is where most people's minds run to. I don't have the net worth to retire comfortably. So I have to grow my asset base because the truth, and I say this like a broken record, everyone in my program knows this, that it's often not about your net worth. It's about how hard your capital works for you. So for a lot of people over the age of 45, when I look at their situation, what I actually see is you have enough. You have done the hard yards. You just don't have your capital working hard enough for you. And if you took a small percentage of that and put it to work, 
work in assets that delivered you predictable cash flow, it's game over. You bridge that gap in an instant. Unfortunately, what the vast majority of most investors do is they are looking at the assets that everybody else is looking at, which maybe earn them somewhere between one to 4%. And it just isn't enough to bridge the gap. So the psychology is, well, I have no choice but to ratchet up my net worth. So guys, this story about Frank is so common. I have heard this story dozens and dozens of times over the last five years. If you are over the age of 45, if you recognize that you have a wealth gap, now is the time to start saying, what are my options to solve this problem? Because I can tell you now, ignoring the problem or thinking that you'll just keep your head down and work harder till you ratchet up your net worth is one of the hardest, loneliest, and you know, seriously, will probably not get you where you want to go anyway. You need to be thinking about what else. So guys, if this is a subject that is really at the core of the problem that you face today, I am really encouraging you to reach out and have a conversation with me. I don't often make any suggestions along those lines, but I am witnessing so much pain in uh, families where this has been swept under the carpet, where perhaps the facade is that everything's okay, where maybe there's a sense of shame that you should be more comfortable, that you are high net worth, but you haven't got to where you want to go. So guys, I hope this is useful and I look forward to catching you on the next episode. You've been listening to the Alternative Investing Podcast. If you're feeling frustrated that despite doing everything right in the property investing playbook and you're no closer to financial freedom, then head on over to incosiwealth.com to learn more about how you can use alternative investments to catapult your investing income and blend strategies to shave decades off your timeline to financial freedom. See you on the next episode.